Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're moving right along to Perak Tesvav of Masech Shabbos Mishnah Aleph and Mishnah Beis. And we're on to our next malacha, and that is tying and untying. In the Mishkan, they would tie things. They would tie um, the nets to catch the fish, which were used to produce dye. And also, there were times where they had to untie some of the knots if they made too many. Or sometimes it was, nece- it was necessary to untie them um, in order to make the uh, net larger or smaller. Says our Mishnah, the only malach, the only type of knot one is liable for tying and untying is... Sorry about that. I got distracted. I don't know if you heard the uh, alarm. But it's going to be a knot that is... Uh, the only knot you're going to be liable for is one that is permanent. So here are knots which one is liable for tying or untying on Shabbos, as in they are permanent. And when we say permanent, we mean a, a knot that's going to stay in place for uh, a little while. There's a bit of debate. Is it just for Shabbos? Is it for the week? Is it for two weeks? Okay. These are knots that are ordinarily are uh, are you are considered knots that are permanent. The camel driver is not. They use some sort of permanent, uh, they take some sort of strip and they pierce the nose of the camel and they tie a knot in that strip and that it would never come out. And the sailor's knot, which was a knot they permanently leave in the hole in front of the boat. These, one is liable because, again, they are permanent knots. Just as one is liable for tying them, one is also liable for untying them because that was done, was, that was done in the Mishkan. Rev Mayer Omer says Rev Mayer, if you have a knot, even if it's there permanently, but you can use one hand and untie it, you're not liable for it because it can be done so un- so easily. You can easily undo it, therefore it's not considered a permanent knot, rather it's a temporary knot. Says our Mishnah, there are certain knots, and this is the next Mishnah, there are going to be certain knots that are not biblically prohibited, but are going to be rabbinically prohibited. Or they're going to be even permitted on a level of Durabanan because they're going to be untied immediately. They're going to be not the ones allowed to tie, at least on a biblical level or even on a rabbinic level. And we, they're not comparable to the camel driver's knot or the sailor's knot. And here are the following, which are actually permitted to tie on Shabbos, even though they resemble permanent knots, but we know they're going to be untied by the end of Shabbos. A woman may tie the opening of her blouse. Why? Because we assume she's not going to wear it for a week. And laces of a bonnet or a girdle. And one may tie the straps of a shoe or a sandal. They would take a piece of uh, some sort of uh, rope and they tie it, and they tie it around uh, they take an open flask or, or, of wine or oil, they put a, some sort of um, um, cloth on top, and they tie that cloth down with a rope. One's allowed to tie that cloth. As well as the cloth that covers a pot of meat, they'd also tie that as well. Why? Because the assumption is they're going to be tied and untied immediately. Even though it resembles a permanent knot, it's still allowed uh, rabbinically because it's going to be untied. When we tie a rope in front of an animal to keep it from getting out, again, because it's going to be untied the same day, you're just tying it down for temporarily. What about What a bucket for a well? So, are you how? What's the status of a bucket for a well? If you want to tie a rope to it, so you can lower the bucket into the well. So, Elizabeth Yaakov is of the opinion that you can't use a, re- a, a regular rope. Why? Because it's going to be there permanently. So, what can you do? He says, "I have a great idea. You can um, excuse me. The Tanakhama says, I'll tell you, what you do. Don't use a chevel. Don't use a regular rope. Rather, what can you do? Use the biskia, the girdle, the lace of a girdle. Why? Because you're not going to leave it. If you use your belt." to 
tied to the delete, tied to the bucket to lower into the water, well, you're going to untie your belt because you want to keep your pants up, as in you have another purpose and use for the belt. Therefore, the Tanakhama is of the, and this Mishnah is of the opinion that the only way you can tie something around a bucket to lower it in is if you use something that you know you're going to be forced to untie because you have another use for it. Avalobachev, you can't use a rope. Rehudamati, Rehuda permits you to use even a rope. Why? So the Gemara points out he doesn't allow you to use a regular rope. He allows you to use a weaver's rope. Why? Because the assumption that the weaver is going to untie because they need the rope in the same day. Whereas the previous Tana of the Mishnah, the Tanakama, says you can't use a weaver's rope. Aye, but at the end of the day, you're going to, no, no pun intended, you're going to need the weaver's rope. The weaver's going to need his rope. And the answer is because a weaver's rope strongly resembles a regular rope, so people may get confused and think if you can use a weaver's rope, you can use any rope. Therefore, the Tanakama says you can only use something that's clear it's not a regular rope, it's not an ordinary rope, and it's going to be used, it's going to be untied right away. And Rehuda says, no, you can even use a weaver's rope so long as you know for a fact you're going to untie it, as in the weaver's going to need his rope, so we don't care that it resembles an ordinary rope. Then our Mishnah concludes with a general rule. Klalam or Yehuda or Yehuda gives us our general principle. Any knot that is not permanent, one is not liable for tying. I wish you all a wonderful day.